Well, good morning, America. Here we are again, Mark Gunnigan, The Daily Answer. I was listening to an interview with a former communist agent for the KGB who had come to America as a spy, and he was talking about the path which led him to abandon the communist ideology and to become a believer. He was incredibly smart. I mean, he was able to pick up the English language very quickly. I believe he was born in East Germany and he could pass as an American citizen. He spoke English that well and understood the American culture and mannerisms. He blended in and he was here for years. And he moved away initially from communism and became a deist. And that would be someone who believes that there was a God, God created everything, but then God just kind of walked away and kind of, kind of like God wound up the watch or the clock and just walked away and let it take care of itself. And that kind of since Genesis one, God really has had no interaction with the world. And of course the Bible would definitely not teach that. But he hired a woman, he needed, I believe, a secretary. He hired a woman who happened to be a believer and she started quoting the Bible to him at times. And here is this very intelligent, sharp, clever man. And he says to himself, wait a minute, this is the most read book in the world. That is the Bible. And there's not even a close second. And I know absolutely nothing about it. Boom, light bulb moment. You know, when you think about it that way, ignoring the Bible makes no sense at all. Wait a minute, civilizations have been based on this book. Western civilization is founded in it. And so was the founding of the United States of America. I mean, the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, etc. All of that is rooted in the premises of scripture. Things like the importance of human rights, that's rooted in scripture as well. And when you think about the founding of this country, of the United States, basically it has been the greatest and most successful and most courageous political risk, gamble or experiment ever to be tried by the human race where a group of people said, we're going to attempt to base an entire society on the premise that all men and women are made in the image of God. And our goal as finite, fallible creatures is to seek to make such a society a reality. And then he said, what impressed this man about the woman who was citing scripture to him was that she seemed to have what he attempted to describe as an inner glow. And he tried to describe what he meant and spoke of a calmness that radiated from her, even though, well, even though she was going through some really hard times. Others have said they've met people like that. Uh, the spirit of goodness possesses them. Or biblically speaking, they have the fruit of the spirit, faithfulness, 
goodness, gentleness, love, joy, self-control. They have the fruit of the Spirit. Or in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, they're pure in heart. And you can tell that. Now, you might not be able to see it in the mirror when looking at yourself. Well, I don't see any inner glow. But others see that there's something different about you. And, you know, there's a couple of passages that seem to indicate that. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and in verse 15, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Well, why would they ever ask you about what your hope is unless there's something different about you? Unless they see that hope having an impact upon your attitude and the way you treat people and the way you handle difficulties. First Peter chapter 2, verse 12, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. It says they may see your good deeds as they observe them. Glorify God in the day of visitation. You live differently than other people live. In chapter 3, verse 1, we have a, a woman who has an unbelieving husband. The husband's disobedient to the word of God. And then it says, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. There's something different about you. Well, Paul, Paul spoke of this. You know, Paul talked about in Philippians chapter 2, 15, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless, innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of the crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. That is, you appear to other people that way. You're different. You stand out. Instead of being just another shade of gray, I mean, you're like in living color. But I also thought of another passage. I think it was the one over in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 4, where he will say, um, Paul talks about himself and the other apostles, and they obviously they were persecuted. But he would say in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8, we're afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. In spite of what they were going through, they were incredibly resilient. And I think people could see that. And the question is, do people see that in me? And do people see that in you? I, I love the expression that this former Soviet, Soviet KGB agent used when talking about the demeanor of the woman. He called it the lightness of being. It's as if joy entered the room, as if peace entered the room as if truth entered the room. And, and I think that comes from, you know you're following God's path. Thus, you know you're living the life you were meant to live. And that produces a lightness or delightness of being. 
and that permeates everything you do. There's just joy about you. The problems of the world don't pull you down. You don't walk with heavy steps with your head down. There's a lightness in your steps. You're not dragged down with the cares and problems of life. You're not choked by all of that. People who demonstrate with their attitude the truth that the yoke that Jesus offers is a light yoke. It is an easy burden in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. You know, someone observe that if you pick up the cross that Jesus said to do, you know, need to pick up your cross daily and follow me. If you pick up the cross of Christ, that's the heaviest thing in the world that you could ever pick up. But in doing so, suddenly everything else becomes light. In carrying that cross, your guilt's removed. You have honestly faced all your fears. And as a result, you are raised with Jesus to the heavenly places, Ephesians 2.6. And nothing can keep you down discourage you or make you afraid and all of a sudden you are the walking personification of truth peace and joy go look at the mirror now go look in the mirror and look at yourself do you see the lightness of being do you want to see that that's one reason that we need to be a doer of the word and really implement into our lives what jesus said People need to see that in our lives. There's a definite draw and pull from that. Are people asking you, what's this hope you have? Are people asking you, there's something different about you? Are people asking you, why aren't you pulled down by all the world's problems? Why don't you lose your temper? Why don't you drink or do drugs? Why aren't you trying to escape? There's something different about you. Is there? This year, this year, let's work on that, the lightness of being. Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, see you in the funny papers. <laughs>